With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us for this week's edition of the show. And boy, with this Cavs team playing remarkably well, 31 and 20. Jim Jones, we're going to talk a lot of Cavs basketball with Cavs legend, Campy Russell, and then, of course, a guy that you and I really admire on his work on Cavs.com, Joe G. Joe Gabriel is going to stop by and pay us a visit. Well, you know, uh, those are two of my most favorite people, and I'll tell you why. Because the insight and their point of view is so great. Joe G., as far as a writer and his observations, Campy Russell, of course, based on his experiences and being an all-star and being one of the great Cavaliers and one of the great players in our league, I'm looking forward to it to be a lot of fun. Stay with us when we come back. We'll start things off with Campy Russell. He'll make his way to the Legends Chair on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elcorn, along with Cavalier legend Jim Jones and Speaking of Cavalier legend, we invite a Cavs legend into our legends chair this week as Campanella Russell. Yes, Campy Russell stops by to pay us a visit and talk about this outstanding Cavs team and season that is unfolding right before our eyes. Cavs, 51 games into the year, are 31 and 20 with Houston on deck tomorrow night. Campy, as always, great to have you in that legend's chair. Looking forward to talking about this Cavs basketball team. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. And first of all, thank you guys for inviting me to be a part of a uh, great uh, camp between you and Jim Jones. I tell you, I listen to you guys every uh, time you you guys are on and doing the podcast and, and, and your shows, man. You guys are good together. Oh, thank, thank you, you Campy. Appreciate thank that you. compliment. Thank you. Well, Campy, uh, I'll jump in here to start. Uh, boy, this Cavalier team, as I mentioned, 31 and 20 so far, opening up so many eyes across the league and really across the country. But what stands out to you? What has really made this such a remarkable campaign so far? For me, you know, when I look back at years past, I'm going to go back only one year. That was last season. You know, we were trying to find ourselves and Kobe Altman did a great job of uh, making some trades and putting us in position to pick up uh, Evan Mobley. But to me, when I look back at this this season and this team is really about talent. It's about our playing. It's about a coach that has come up with a great system that allows everybody to be engaged uh, on both ends of the court, particularly from a defensive standpoint. That's the most impressive thing I like about this team is our overall length, our ability to cover the entire floor, how we played in the paint, and just how we have played as a unit. I'm talking about a unit from the standpoint of everybody is engaged on both ends of the floor. And that's, to me, that's just beautiful basketball. And to me, that's why we are where we are at this particular point. Did anybody expect this to happen 
early on before the season started? I don't think anybody can say absolutely yes, but no question in my mind that this team has come together as a team, and that's why they're playing very good basketball at this particular point, and I see them continuing to play at a high level because of the skill set and determination and the grit and leadership and our bench. They have all put us in position successful right now. Campio, at the beginning of the year, at least the first half of this 51 games, our high dribble screen was almost unstoppable. You know, Garland was throwing lobs to Jared Allen. He was throwing lobs to Mobley. Since then, when Garland comes off that high dribble screen, they're double teaming him, Campy, and uh, making the adjustments. So teams are really focused. What's your thoughts on that? Because uh, it looks like we've made some adjustments. Well, we have made some adjustments. But one thing, the first team that I saw that kind of took that away from us was the Milwaukee Bucks. I think we were playing in Milwaukee. And they okay. had a holiday on Darius. Uh, you know, their game plan was to try to stop that high pick and roll because they know that pick and roll puts all kind of pressure on the paint, on the rim, as well as gives us an opportunity to spray the ball to the corner for wide open shots. So that was definitely one of our bread and butter plays. But as we go forward, you know, to me, I think it's all about, and you know this, Jim, for yourself, it's all about making adjustments. And I'm sure Darius will make adjustments. I'm sure Coach our bigger staff will make an adjustments to uh, that type of uh, play where they're trying to take that away from us. For me, uh, Jim, I think it just goes back to this Cavalier team have to be able to react to what they see and make the right play. And if they can make the right play, then they can overcome any kind of adjustment that any team makes. So to me, that just comes down to recognition, and then being able to make that right play at the right angle, which allows your teammates to get the basketball and be able to do something with it. Guys, I find it fascinating that listening to two NBA players talk about adjustments and how teams adjust back and forth to one another. So uh, there's still a lot of regular season basketball to be played. So as this chess match continues to unfold, uh, are there any other adjustments that you anticipate opposition teams making to the Cavaliers? Well, it's kind of hard to say. I think that's game by game for me to sit here and try to anticipate how, uh, as an example, uh, the Hornets is going to play us. I think that that happens in the course of the game. I, I know when you get ready to start a game, you kind of have a plan of attack, whether it's offense or defense. But depending upon uh, your opponent, you have to make some adjustments based upon what they're doing as well. So it's hard to kind of plan about how you're going to attack something. Uh You can make that plan, but as we all know, plans go awry very quickly because of someone else has a different plan. So to me, I just think it's about adjustments and do you have the player personnel to be able to make those adjustments, which I believe we have the player personnel to be able to adjust to whatever somebody throw in front of us I believe we have a great coaching staff that can make those adjustments, whether it's defensive or offensively. And to me, that's the beauty of this basketball team and our staff and how much talent that we have on this team. And this team has a lot of high basketball IQ players. So making adjustments, for me, I just believe that they will be easy because it's all about making adjustments. Campy, uh, let's talk a little bit about some individual play. Let's talk a little bit about Garland. What have you seen in Garland that makes him outstanding? 
he's another one of these guys that is beginning to kind of play at his pace. He has gotten to the point now that he does not allow the defense to speed him up. By the fact, he's gotten to the point where he is controlling the defense for the most part with his different speeds, his different passing angles, his ability to really get anywhere he wants to get on the floor. And Jimmy, you know this, when you are a player of high caliber, you have the ability to manipulate the game. And that is the area where I believe Darius has taken a big stride in that area. And it has to do with his pace. It has to do with his great vision. It has to do with anticipation and the fact that you have to account for his ability to score, you know, whether it's from the three area, whether it's from the mid range, from whether it's from the floaters, whether it was right hand, left hand, he has really taken a big step towards being um, one of the top guards in our league, you know, particularly for a guy who is, who is as young as he is and who only had five games in college and has came into this league and has really shown everybody that he is a force and this Cavalier team is a force to be reckoned. He had said during the preseason that he wanted this to be his team, and I think his leadership has really evolved and blossomed as well. Would you agree with that, Campy? Well, for me, you know, you can always point to the point guard as the leader. But for me, I think this team is doing it by committee. You know, there are games when you can recognize, you know, Darius' leadership or you can recognize Jared's leadership or you can recognize Mobley, even though Mobley do it in a whole in a different fashion. Mobley do it based upon what, he, what you're seeing him doing during the course of the game. And he just has this great ability to make changes from a leadership standpoint as well. But for me, when I look at this team, I look at all of the guys that are on this team as their ability to be a leader and have their voice being heard. And to me, that's the beauty of this team, because when you're on a team that everybody's voice is being heard, you create an environment that everybody has bought completely into it. You know, and very seldom do you have that opportunity. And, you know, there's been teams that I have been on where we've all had that type of uh, rapport with each other, where everybody has say and nobody is beyond reproach. And I think that's the beauty of this basketball team. And that's why I believe that they've been so successful, because everybody has a voice. That's a great point. Again, Campy Russell, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. He's very comfortable in that legend's chair, being a Cavalier legend himself. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. More with Campy on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavalier Radio Network. Continuing our conversation with Campy Russell, Cavalier legend, who has settled into that legend's chair. And since Jim Jones and Campy Russell were teammates back in the days, I'll let the, the former teammate of Campy start things off here in the second half. Jim? Well, I know Campy Russell so well. Uh, we're more than teammates. I love him as a man and as a father. Uh, and he is the godfather of my oldest daughter, the one who's a VP at the, with the Milwaukee Bucks, Corita. So he and I go a long way back. But I just want to say a couple things about what Campy does. He's the guy who gets all of us legends connected. His ability to be in the front office and in an administrative position has been uh, fantastic for the guys uh, 
who are on the outside, which are most of us. And Campy, your ability to bring us together, stay organized, and your professionalism uh, cannot be matched. And we really appreciate it. Jim, you know, I really appreciate that. But for me, and I think you know me well enough to know that I'm about relationships. I'm about having relationships with guys that can last for a lifetime, you know, and I think that's the thing that has allowed me to be a part of the Cleveland Cavalier organization and be a part of what I'm doing today with the, uh, the alumni association, the one that you are president of, as well as the legends program with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But for me, all of this is about relationships with each other. And I think that's the thing that drives both organizations. So for me, this was a perfect storm for me to have this position and to be a part of this Cavalier organization and being able to keep all of the guys that are here and even across the country engaged with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I think that was one of the things that our owner, Dan Gilbert, wanted to have happen when he took over some years ago was to create an environment where players, past players, and whoever who has come, who have worn this uniform with the Cleveland Cavaliers are welcome into our house, into their house. So for me, that was the most engaging piece of this, have that opportunity to be involved with all of our current players, as well as our former players throughout the year. So this has just been a great opportunity for me, as well as for the players, because they all reach back and talk about the fact of how we have reached out to them to help them and let them know that they are a Cavalier for life. Campy, I want to ask you and Jim about that, that there is this bond, there is this brotherhood amongst former Cavalier players, uh, whether it's your era or the Doherty Nance Price era or whatever it may be. And that doesn't seem to be just with the Cavaliers, but really in the NBA, we talk all the time on Cavs HQ about Jim's famous black book where all of these guys just stay together. Talk about the relationships that develop, not only amongst teammates, but amongst brethren within the NBA. Tim, I, I think we all have a great amount of respect for each other, even though we have competed against each other. But we also recognize that everything is a time and place. As players, we competed really hard against each other. And once the game was over, you know, we fellowship with each other. We got to know th their families and they got to know our families. And I, th I think that's the beauty of a, um, of our league is that everybody is very aware of this fraternity that we have and everybody wants to be, I'm going to say be respected as well as dealt with in an open manner. So for me, I think that's the beauty of this whole NBA and our Cavs family, as well as just um, being a group of people who just totally respect each other, and we all have a voice with each other. Cappy, uh, you got me crying now. You know better. So, <laughs> but, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about two players, and uh, I'm going to leave one for Tim, but let's talk about the effect of Kevin Love on this team. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... Uh... When I see Kevin, you know, I, I think you and I have seen Kevin over the last, what, I think he's been here now eight years with us or nine, yep, eight nine, or nine, nine seasons. Yeah. And, you know, 
I believe that Kevin, for the most part, has reinvented himself from the standpoint of just having this spirit about him now, this calmness about him, this attitude. And you hear him talk now. What I hear when I hear Kevin Love is joy. A joy of being on a team that he's on now where he is very impactful, not necessarily as a focusing point, but just a guy who has a voice amongst the entire team. And you can see the way he's playing. And I just believe that he has put himself in a position, in my opinion, to be the sixth man of the year. Because I agree. He's playing outstanding basketball. He is impacting winning. He is uh, leading by example. And when I see him, you can just see this sparkle in his eye. We know we have seen him over the last eight years. And there's been some times that it was almost looked like he was in a dark place. But now when you see him, I mean, he's just, you know, beaming. You can see the gleam in his eye and you can hear the tone in his voice that says, I am happy with where I am. And I believe in this team. I believe in this organization. And I want to be a part of it. That's what I see in Kevin and his play speaks for everything that I have said. No doubt. Jim, uh, who was that second player to wrap things up you wanted to ask Campy about? Okay, let's talk about the rookie of the year who finally has a little competition (laughs) with Cade Cunningham, who I think is just as outstanding. Uh, Campy, talk a little bit about Mobley. Jim, I saw Mobley probably for the first time in the NCAA tournament. My brother Walker had been talking about him all along but I never had a chance to put my eyes on him until the NCAA tournament. And my brother Walker was always talking about the fact of how versatile this man was for a guy that's seven foot. And after I saw him play, he didn't really score a lot that night, but what impressed me most about him was how he affected the game and really didn't even score baskets. And for me, that is the thing that I love about him because he's a, he's going to be a great scorer in this league. But the thing that I like about him overall game, his vision, his basketball IQ, his ability to block shots, and the way he blocks shots, and I said this to Walker, I said when I first saw him, I said he kind of reminded me of Bill Russell, the way he runs, the way he right. makes the, the <laughs> way for the defense offense to commit themselves before he do anything. And he's so quick off his feet that, you know, by the time when you commit yourself, you think you got him. But because he's so quick off his feet, he blocks your shot right hand, left hand. He very seldom gets in foul trouble. He put himself in the maximum position to be effective every single night, whether it's defense, whether it's offense. And I'm beginning to see a great offensive player uh, in Mobley because he can stretch all the way out to the three. He's great in the mid-range. He's great in the post. He has great footwork. He can put the ball on the floor. He can run. I mean, he does everything for a guy that's seven foot. So for me, this is a no-brainer from a uh, rookie of the year standpoint. Uh, Cunningham has had some good basketball games, but uh, from a consistency standpoint and how you affect winning, (laughs) There's no doubt about it. 
that Evan Mobley is the top of this class from a rookie standpoint. But to me, again, Jimmy, the guy is just so good. And the, the biggest thing about him, he never shows any kind of emotions. He's always right at the right level. And you never see him go down emotionally. And you never see him really go high emotionally. He just stay at this point where he is very efficient at. And I just believe as he gets stronger physically, he will be a, a, a force to reckon with in this league for a lot of years. Boy, no doubt. Well, Campy, on that note, uh, we're going to let you go. Again, great to have you on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Your work on Bally's is just tremendous. And, of course, as yes, Jimmy said, uh, your ambassadorship of Cavaliers basketball throughout this area is just remarkable. So we thank you so much, and you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, I just want to say this to uh, to Jim, and, and he knows this already, but the fact that uh, when we met here as, in 74, my rookie year, you know, we hit it off really well, and then when he married this lady that I know named Elois uh, Burton, <laughs> topped it all off, because that, that woman, Elois Burton, really uh, uh, changed, I'm going to say, all of our lives. That's right. <laughs> as well as Jim Jones' lives. So she, I just wanted to, to would, share and, that with Jim. Hey, Kevin, and she would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I know she would. <laughs> but I just wanted to share that with you, Jim, because, man, I tell you, Thank you, Kevin. you know, Thank you. your family and her family, man, I, you know, we all go way back. And yep. uh, I, I love you guys, uh, you know, uh, beyond measure, beyond measure. Thanks, Campy. Great oh, stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Campy. <laughs> All right, that's guys. Whole, I think that's a whole other show for down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good day, okay? You too. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick time out on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. When we come back, Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com will pay us a visit. So stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. The Cleveland Cavaliers community relations and DEI teams are recognizing key members in Cleveland that are making a diff in their organization and community. Last night, the community diff maker of the game was also our January head of the class winner, Fred Johnson. Fred is a science teacher at Manchester Middle School in Akron. He uses many different methods of learning to build a great reputation amongst his students and make learning interesting for them. Outside of the classroom, Mr. Johnson is a head cross-country coach, a dedicated track coach, and is heavily involved in the Akron Soapbox Derby. He also raises money for local families and food banks. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones, and thrilled to have with us once again on Cavs HQ, Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com, and Joe keeping tabs of this Cavalier season, which so far has just been outstanding at 31-20 and 20 as the Cavs get ready for the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night. Boy, Joe G, all sorts of storylines here this season. Uh, 
Pick one or two out that have really stood out for you as far as this Cavs team through the first 51 games. Well, I mean, like you said, Tim, there's so many storylines right now. I think it's one of the storyline, the biggest one right now is learning how to win, expecting to win. I mean, winning has been kind of foreign these last few years. And now it's like they know how to win ugly. They know when they let a win go like they did in Detroit, you know, it bothered them. They didn't, you know, uh, so I think learning how to win every which way, you know, they coasted to a bunch of victories. Now they're learning how to close out tight victories, how to win ugly games, how to win shorthanded. Uh, I think that's one of the big storylines is, is winning and now learning how to win. Joe, you know, I read all your stuff. And like I always tell you, I'm not going to give you credit. I'm going to act like it's mine. But, <laughs> but uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is that, is that you're on it, man. That, that mindset. From being chased to, uh, uh, from the one being chased uh, to now chasing someone else. And that's a little bit different, and nobody knows that better than JB. Give us an example of uh, maybe some teams, how teams have really adjusted, Joe. You know, we've had to play a little bit differently because the strategies have changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore, so that nope. those days are over. Uh, and I think, I think teams are trying to, uh, like – Again, uh, you saw the other night, uh, Valanciunas, uh, yeah. I think uh, Vucevic. Uh, they see that Jarrett, I don't, I don't want to say struggles against uh, bruisers, but that's a good way to, to mitigate Jarrett, I think, uh, is to put a bruiser on him. Uh, yep. And I, really, I just think that they're trying to, I, I think they're trying to just match up with the Cavs right now. But uh, again, with uh, Lowry out of the starting lineup, I think it's been, you know, again, we're, we're a little shorter, so uh, just trying to learn how to how to figure it out right now. Again, we're talking with Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com as he joins us on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. And Joe, I, I did a podcast earlier today, and we were talking about the fact that this 31-20 and 20 record has been through a great deal of adversity. The Cavs never really have had their full lineup, and with health and safety protocols, and with and with injury issues and two long road trips. I mean, to me, that's what makes the record and the story that much more remarkable, that they haven't coasted to this. They've really had to persevere and fight to get to this level. Yeah, I mean, that might be the most impressive thing of the whole season in that every single obstacle that's been thrown JB and the Cavs' way, every single one, the, the Rubio injury, the Sexton injury, the Markinen injury, COVID, like you said, the tough schedule, two West Coast trips, they've cleared every single one. You know, I mean, really, it's it, this year is such a revelation because many of these things would have knocked out the team years ago or even last year. That If you lose Rubio or Sexton, they, that, that would have sidelined the entire season. But they've just continued to push through every single – every time they get thrown a curveball, they hit it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a testament to JB this whole season is. It really is. You know, I can't remember what player I was talking to because I'm old. I forget. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I told them, I said, let me tell you something. Really learn as much as you can from JB because you may never get it. If you're traded or whatever, most of us are at some point, unless you're a superstar, you may never get an opportunity to have a coach that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crucial, Joseph. Yeah, I mean, it. It really is. And you know what? Speaking of JB, I'm, I'm happy, as happy as I am for the team and for the guys and for the fans in the city. I'm really happy for JB because 
let's be honest. He's had some crappy situations before he got here. He's oh, been in, uh, in, in, in transitional situations where one team is leaving and another trying to rebuild. And, uh, you know, the, the team's in flux. JB has never had a chance to really impart his wisdom on young guys, open guys that are listening, guys that really are sponges right now. So uh, I'm really happy for JB in that he's never had a great situation like this. And now he can build from the ground floor and put his imprint on it. And I'll tell you what, if, if this is his imprint, it's pretty damn good. Joe, I want to ask you, but Jim, I certainly want you to, to chime in once Joe gives his answer. Uh, this is my third year doing play-by-play, and I've been around the organization, but I wasn't with the organization during the four straight finals runs and all of that. And as much as I'm sure that was a blast and you enjoyed it, how different is it and how, how different is it as far as enjoyable to watch a team blossom? right before your eyes and perhaps do some things that are unexpected. Uh, Joe, I'll let you touch on that first, but Jim certainly jump in there when Joe's done. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. And I'm sure Jim can talk about his own experiences, but like I said earlier on in the year, when they were on that West coast trip, that this reminded me of when magic Johnson said the Cavs were the team of the nineties back in the nineties, obviously or late eighties in that you could see something was blooming and blossoming. And when you mentioned the four years of the finals, the regular season is excruciating during those years because if you win, you're supposed to win, and it's almost boring. If you lose, it's cataclysmic, so everybody goes nuts if you lose. Expectations are no fun. It's no fun when you're expected to win. If you don't win 50 games or 60 games, it's a failure. You're scrutinized the whole way. Now it's fun. It's unexpected. It's all new to these guys. This is... I'll be honest. I mean, hey, winning the fi- going to the finals is fun. Winning the finals was fun. But this is more fun because you're watching them learn. And, and this is all new to them. So, And it's new to the fans. So in comparison to the two experiences, this one is better, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, the way I look at it, Joe, is very similar to what you're talking about. And I appreciate your depth and your insight because you're always all over it. The way JB approaches this team, He's prepping them for the playoffs. Let's look at what they really have. They have a skill set. They can match up with anybody. Uh, They have length. They have two strong bulls in Okora and Lamar Stevens who can be physical because we Mm -hmm. know the physicality is uh, important. Uh, And they also have a prime time score in Garland. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they have some weaknesses, I'm sure that Kobe is going to do something, you know, to uh, remedy that because they, they, they could go past the first round just based upon the style they're playing now. The, yep. the only thing that I'm concerned about, Joe, and I know you are too, is that level of inexperience of not getting there and how the game and the emotions and the energy changes. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously, Jim, you know this better than anybody, but uh, the one thing from watching a ton of playoffs and, and all that, the one thing that's most important these young guys will learn, and they're learning it now, is the importance of possessions. That, to me, is the biggest thing about the playoffs is the the importance of every possession. And like you said, Jim, they're learning it now. JB is preparing them for the playoffs right now. They're, you know, again, if you play good D, if you play the defense they play, you you know, if you don't turn the ball over. But uh, you're right. He's getting them ready for the playoffs. And that, I think, is the one 
biggest lesson in the playoffs is the, the importance of every possession. Great point. You're all over it, babe. You're all yep. over it. Again, we're talking with Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com, where he does outstanding work on the Cavaliers' website. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. More with Joe G. That follows this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Kev's HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones, and of course, Joe Gabriel from Cavs.com, offering some great insights into what has been a remarkable Cavaliers season so far, 31-20, and 20, as they head out on a quick two-game road swing tomorrow night in Houston, Friday night in Charlotte, before the Cavs come home on Sunday to take on the Indiana Pacers. So guys, and, and Joe, uh, more specifically, uh, as we kind of get into this stretch run now, uh, less than 30 games remaining, uh, what are some keys? What are some things for this Cavalier team to still take another step or two, as we were talking about before the break with JB preparing them for postseason basketball? Where do they still need to elevate, Joe? Well, I mean, uh, like Jim said, I wouldn't be surprised if Kobe's working the phones right now. So I, I think they could use another playmaker. One thing for me personally, I mean, I know, I know they have to get ready for the playoffs, but Evan Mobley's been logging a ton of minutes lately uh, for a young guy. I mean, he played, what, 31 games in college. So I'd almost like to see them either get him a, a little time off or scale back a little bit because you're going to need that kid. So I really think, you know, again, experience is going to be the big thing, but uh, you can't get experience until you get it. So <laughs> they're going to have to get in the playoffs and, and get smacked around a little bit and see how it is. But uh, right now, I, I feel like if they keep playing the way they're playing, keep having, you know, the, if the defense keeps playing like it did last night or even close, uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine heading to the playoffs. I, I really feel good about this team. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference. From what I've seen recently, Joe, you know, all these teams are having their runs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, it's wide open, don't you think? Yes, and it goes back to what we were saying about not surprising teams. It's like I think teams are, you know, again, I, I don't want to say the Bucks took us lightly last week, but, uh, you know, again, they had a full team and the Cavs smacked them in the mouth. So it's like, yep. uh, uh, you know, I, I wonder, you know, I mean, I, I don't think teams are, are fully prepared. I think the way the Phoenix Suns were last year, and I'm not comparing us, I'm not saying we're going to the finals, but I'll say this, the Phoenix Suns, they had everything they needed last year and they're better this year. And you know, there's no reason, you know, we've beaten the nets. Uh, We've beaten the bucks. We've beaten the, you know, I I don't know if you can do it four times, but there's nobody in this conference that the Cavs cannot beat. Uh, You know, even, even with, uh, without Rubio and Sexton, we've done it. So, uh, you know, uh, bring it on. (laughs) Joe, to follow up on that, uh, we talk about playoff experience would that be the difference between the Cavs and the other teams in the Eastern Conference? As you said, uh, game to game, man to man, we can certainly match up with these teams. But Philly with their experience, Brooklyn with their experience, and right on down the line, uh, is that perhaps a, a difference maker? Well, it could be for sure. But uh, uh, J.B. Bickerstaff said after, I forget which when he said it after, but he said, sometimes these guys don't know what they don't know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and they're, they're not afraid because, you know, I mean, and, and in a lot of ways they're playing with house money. 
So, you know, they, they can kind of cut it loose in this, in this playoff run. And I remember Cavs teams, even the LeBron teams, and even, uh, you know, I can't say, I can't speak for Jim's miracle teams, but that first time in the playoffs, I got to believe you're, you know, you're, you're kind of, I don't want to say winging it, but uh, what the hell at that point, you know? So I think that, uh, Hey, get us in the playoffs. Like LeBron used to say, just get me in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. He was great at it. Boy, was yep. he good. You know, I was thinking about Josh trying to regurgitate what we've all seen teams have done to us recently. And this started about a month mm-hmm. ago. Everybody seems to want to play us with small balls, just like last night. And uh, try to control the pace of the game, you know, with getting up and down the floor and uh, just spotting up with shooters and try to let analytics beat us. Have uh, you felt that way, too? Yeah, I do think that they're going to, you know, again, they're going to try and they can't out. uh, This is not a word. They can't out big us. (laughs) They can't. They're not going to they're not going to outsize us. Almost no team can do that. So I think what they're going to try and do, Jim, you're on it. Obviously, they're going to try and go small, put out a bunch of shooters, see if we can get to them, spread us out. And maybe they, they figure that's the way to do it. And it worked pretty well last night for them. So, well, actually, yeah, they, they, shot the, they shot the ball poorly. But uh, a good shooting team last night would have done well against the Cavs. Yep. Joe, when we started things off in the first segment, I asked you about uh, a storyline or two that has stood out. And uh, another word that comes to mind for me, uh, and certainly the Cavs have been perhaps the surprise of the NBA. But is there a mm-hmm. surprise to you with this team, like, wow, I didn't think that could happen, or I didn't anticipate that happening. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> no, no uh, you know, I mean, I'll put it this way. Like last night in my recap, I wrote that, and I've said this before, that every button JB has pushed all year has worked. Every single, I mean, uh, I, I can think of a couple small exceptions, but Again, you put Jetty in the in the starting lineup at point guard. All I on Twitter, all I heard was, "Are you crazy? This is never going to work." Jetty had twelve assists. Brandon Goodwin, he starts him in the second half. Guy scores, you know, twelve points in the fourth quarter, leads the team to the win. Every you could go by example by example by example. So all the surprises are every single time JB pushes a new button when something goes wrong. And Jim, you talked about the the you know, the, the issues that we had earlier in the year and the, and every time JB pushes a button, it works. Every, everything he's gone to has worked this year. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Nothing is, everything is surprising me and nothing is surprising me this year. It's just been, it's, it's been the year like no other. Well, Joe, I'm going to ask you one question that I know people are asking you or telling, telling us this and Tim too. I like this team. I like watching this team. Explain that. I mean, I said, well, what What do you mean you like watching this team? What do they like? Well, the word I hear all the time is refreshing because they're oh. unlike, you know, they're, they're what you're supposed to be. Even scoring, unselfish, tough. They play hard every night. Jim, you can attest to this. Uh, sure. You can, you know, you can win five games in the NBA, five extra games just by out hustling teams. Teams come in half asleep or taking you for granted or whatever. You can steal games, and they've done that. And right now, I just feel like that's what they're doing. They're just, they're just outworking teams. They're, and when you say fun, fun to watch, that's what t- people want to watch. They like watching a, you know, as much as fun as it is to watch superstars, and it's a superstar league. Teams love watching a good team that loves each other, that has fun, that wants each other to succeed. 
and it's organic. It's not fake. It's it's for real. It was built from the ground up, and that's what I think people love. It's it's the real thing. I just want to throw this quote in there: uh, "Hard work beats talent when talent mm-hmm. doesn't work hard." I thought that was a great quote. Hard work go. beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I mean, like Jim, you, I think the miracle year, didn't you guys have seven guys averaging double figures? Yes, we did. See, and now that's what people love in that. Give me a team, man. Like I said, people love superstars, but true fans love a good team, a really good band of brothers. And that's what the Cavs have right now. And to wrap things up, guys, if I could just jump in here for a minute. Uh, everybody talks about the three ball and the dunks and this. To me, what I love about the team and what's fun to watch is the defense. And, mm-hmm. and Joe, that may go back to the biggest surprise. When you go from near the bottom of the league in defense to in the top two or three, depending on the category, that's an amazing turnaround. And I think fans appreciate that hard work on the defensive end. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, again, we've over these past few years, the, the league has been small ball and high scoring and a ton of three point shooting. And it's like all of a sudden the Cavs are like this new, <laughs> tough, hard nosed team who can still score and still have fun. Hey, Darius is a blast to watch and that guy can light it up. Same for, you know, a couple of our guys. But you're right, Tim. Fans love defense. They love seeing you knuckle down. And, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, but defense travels. You can have a crappy night offensively, but man, if your defense is there every night, you always have a chance to win, and that's why that's why they're winning. Thirty-one and twenty, getting ready for tomorrow in Houston. Joe G, as always, great to have you on the show. Your insights are fantastic, and of course, yes, they your are. work your work on Cavs.com is just off the charts. Always good to have you, and we look forward to a few more conversations between now and playoff time. Amen. Thank brother. you, Joe. Thank you, <laughs> Thanks, Joe. guys. Thanks, Joe. Joe Gabriel, Cavs.com, joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. A quick timeout. We'll put the finishing touches on this week's show following this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, a great big thank you to both of our guests. They were outstanding. Joe Gabriel from Be sure to follow his updates on Cavs.com. And, of course, Cavalier legend Campy Russell. A great big thank you to him. And what would it be without the two guys on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen, Jim Jones, a great big thank you to you. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. The Cavs start a quick two-game road swing. They'll be in Houston to take on the Rockets. That game is set to tip off at 8 o'clock. So the Huntington Tip-Off Show will come your way at 7.30 on the Cavaliers Radio Network. So until then, this is Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening. And from the studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, so long, everybody.